fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Jamie Latimer. And semifinals are over. Yay! They're over. Yes. So before we get into that, want to let the audience know that we are working through a soundboard for the first time with everything. And I should be able to have live phone calls by tomorrow if the adapter gets here in time. Just missing one adapter to get the phone hooked in, but we have everything on um, the, the soundboard now, and please, please be patient with us through all this. But look what I got here. I'm gonna share my screen. Jamie Latimer got me hooked, and now this is what I purchased. Yes. To do uh, my own little uh, my own little pour overs. This is my second one. It is so much better than drip coffee. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And went back to the oat milk creamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have been a big influence in my life, in my coffee life uh, over the last few weeks. Now we just so, need to get the the CEO blend, the 50-50, so that if you're drinking it this late, you aren't getting that much caffeine, but you still get right. that. Well, I've had a busy day. I've had two graduation parties. My daughter and her boyfriend showed up with their dog. Um, he got another job interview in Pittsburgh tomorrow. So they're leaving from oh. here to go to Pittsburgh instead of from Athens. And uh, so I need to stay awake through the evening uh, to kind of hang out with them. Uh, so that's why I went a little bit uh, full octane this evening. But yeah, the 50-50 blend will be amazing uh, yeah, once yeah. we get through semis. Kenneth, I'm glad. You, well, cheers to you, Kenneth. Cheers. I'm drinking up my Alimenti. Cause, but, oh, <laughs> I probably can't see that on here, huh? Uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, we're, we're a sponsor show, Jamie. Learn the well, rules. <laughs> I guess you better send me some of the C4 stuff, and I'll drink that on you. Okay. So with that, um, super stoked uh, to talk about semis. Um, got through it pretty quick today. Uh, we went to Berlin, and we started with the, the, what, the game changer workout, in my opinion, that flipped the leaderboard at every semifinal we were at. Um, it did pretty much that. It pretty much dashed the hopes of some and gave some others um, an opportunity to make up uh, make up some ground. Yeah. And so we get into this. This is the overhead squat into the row, into the pirouettes, into the seated rope climb, then the handstand push-ups, and back down through. Um, 
So let I'll let you start. I've been starting all weekend. So let's start with the women. That's where probably the biggest dramatic thing um, happened. And we'll, we'll start there. Yeah. Um, nothing to speak of really all the way through heat till like heat four. And then you had Claudia Gluck with a pretty good finish there. Um, her and Solbert were somewhat close. And then Gluck took that heat. And then you got into... Can we talk about Andrea's pirouettes? Oh, right. Going out, she was fantastic. I mean, both were fantastic. But hers and Hoffer's, I would say Hoffer's looked very similar to hers. Um, beautiful. So, like, so close together. And she barely has to, I mean, she barely uses that box. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then when she bobbled on the way back, she actually held a one-handed for a second to try to, to get it back. Like, I think that was more impressive than anything else she did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Her, so, okay. She was good. Sorry, I jumped in there. Oh no. So yeah. So that was heat four. Um, first decent time to speak of heat five um, is where we saw my pick from yesterday was Fuliano and she did what I expected. Um, it wasn't the winning time, but third overall, 11.41. And she had some push in there with the likes of Turi. And um, I thought that was a decent heat. And then we got into that big, the big dog's heat. We had Laura, Annie. Uh, was was Sarah in heat five? She that was the, five. yeah. And so so was, that was. So was Jacqueline, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. And yeah. I think both of them, that was a key moment for both of them. Yep. Sarah's was way more dramatic. Yep. I don't know if she went out. It's not even that she went out hot, but like for herself, I don't like she may have gone out too hot trying to trying to run other people's races other than her own. And man, those second rope climbs were devastating. She just had nothing left. Um, so and I think I, so after last night's show, I did reach out to a Kotler. Um, mm -hmm. I decided to reach out to the true CEO of underdogs athletics and that is Ashley Kotler, uh, because I didn't know what time it was in Berlin when we got off the air. Uh, so I, I reached out to her and after I talked to her, I, I was cautiously optimistic for Sarah, but she basically told me that um, if she makes it this year, it's a bonus. Mm -hmm. If um, they're really aiming for next year. Well, that's good to know. I mean, cause she looked, she looked, I mean, just disappointed. I wouldn't say devastated. She just, you know, it was all over her face. It was done. It was just wasn't, it wasn't happening. Um, and she was taking long rest and she just still could not come down from that rope. I think it's gotta be frustrating to be an elite athlete and to fail on the descent of mm -hmm. a rope climb, right? Like she mm -hmm. was finding up. It was the descent every time she could not control the descent on the fourth rope climb. And it just, that's gotta be as an elite athlete. So frustrating. Yeah, it is. Um, 
And I don't know, you know, that like that reach and it it's the same as what they do when they're doing like legless rope climbs and sort of do that like big hip hop reach. And I, I sort of wonder if too many athletes got in the habit of that reach and pinch at the same time with their legs. And so they aren't able to control that as well as, as like your stronger athletes who stay tight and just reach and grab again. Um, So just, you know, slowing. I I mean, I think that's the point of Bosman's programming is to like take people back to those mechanics. Yeah. And, but, but I think even more frustrating, she did three, like she did three fine. And even quickly it, the fourth one just went away and just never came back. Mm -hmm. I would say I was, as dramatic as that was, I was more shocked at Jacqueline Dahlstrom. I thought she would do much better in this event and set herself up for the final event. That did not, that did not happen. Right. For the record, Bruce is not drunk. Today. <laughs> well, for the record after this show, I may have my first alcoholic beverage of semifinals. Dang. Celebrate. It's that's probably due. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I that was the that sat Dahlstrom up. Um, and like we said yesterday, with this would be the telltale for both Wunger and Mirror. And Wunger did fine, and Mirror did not do fine. Correct. And I learned it's pronounced Wunger. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah. Bunker. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then, um, we go to the men's side. Um, again, I think we talked about just needing some consistency. I'm trying to find my women, my men's notes. Uh, oh, do you, do you want to comment that Laura took first on that and yeah. like darn near beat Danielle Brandon. So those, those chest facing while facing handstand pushups, clearly are no issue for her. Well, I will say this, her rope climbs were out of this world. Good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, nobody, we, nobody that we saw went that fast on those rope climbs. I don't know. Did you see that? Um, Agus Stanani or whatever, who did the touch and go on that first set. I did not. That was, I don't think it was smart. Um, Cause he was sort of, blew up on the back half but um yeah that was the fastest that i saw but yeah hers were very very fast obviously yeah but yeah so uh, props to her she you know but i think what three sets three sets to get through the handstand push-ups um yeah i think so yep but smart she she took it smart right she didn't go to failure she didn't do anything that, that got her out of her comfort zone and right back to the rope climbs where she could and her her pirouettes were very good too. Agreed. Yep. Um, and then Miss Power Output's going to crush the row, crush the overhead squats. Um, and truly, she probably beat Danielle. She just walked to the finish line. I know. I know. Had she had someone in like Danielle next to her, it would have been great to see the race, honestly. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. So it would have been so good. Um, and I think I also had someone else 
that surprised me there. Um, nope. Megawa's nope. rope climbs surprised you at all? I mean, she did fine. Yeah, she did fine. She did not struggle where people thought she would struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say I was getting frustrated with Karen Freyova's judge. Okay. Um, and I, I was overall, I was, I, I feel like they're trying to do a better job, but it's, it's still so inconsistent that like, it's frustrating to watch Laura stand there on, stand there on the line and do overhead squats while other people who, you know, like take a step or whatever, and then end up, with her foot on the line, get called a no rep. I mean, Laura stood there for like four or five reps, just doing overhead squats outside of her box. So what is the standard? So I'll admit I had to watch without volume because my wife was doing other things in the room at the time. And I wanted to see it on the big screen. So Mm -hmm. compromise was I did not. And I really was just tired of the commentary. Um, I'm, I'm used to live where we get to call our own events Mm-hmm. And I was fine with doing that uh, in this. And so I went with sound off. Um, so I didn't notice it. In, in all it wasn't anything they commentated on. It's my own, per- my own. So like, that was just me watching. I was just getting annoyed. Um, but yeah. So I felt bad for Freyova. I feel like she should have had a little bit better finish there, but didn't matter. So yeah. At the end of the day, she's got her ticket. Right. That's what right. matters. So yeah, so that right. dropped Jennifer mirrored out of the cut line after that event, and um, and then we're on to the men. Yeah, uh, and so what I have here is Hoffer crushes six, um, like crushes six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lazar just so damn it consistent all weekend. Uh, and I'll save the others for for later, but um. But yeah, that's that's what I have for the men. Hoffer was just unbelievable. Um, too bad he was too far out. I know. I mean, he he yeah he was just. I, I we can talk about that later, but like I feel like he, I don't know if it was. I would like to go back and like look at his sled or see what. But I don't know if he had issues with his sled because I feel like he's a, you know, so at the peril of that of the sled. I mean, that 53rd or 58th or whatever he got on that first event set him like he just couldn't come back from it. Had he even gotten like 35th, he would be going to the games. Yeah. Um, and Bruce asked earlier, do we think gymnastics is getting gimmicky? I really, the longer I watch these, I was okay with most of the workouts. I was not okay with the muscle up rock. And I was not okay with the sled pull. The sled pull was too inconsistent from lane to lane to be a true test uh, in a in a sport getting people to the games. Agreed. Yep. Those are the the rest of the events I settled in on and was fine with the rest of the the programming. Yeah. Those the first two events were the only ones that I have a beef with at this point. I would agree. Yeah. Cause I think the seated rope climbs were fine and they were a great mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. And if you mastered them and like they said in the broadcast, they, this was supposed to be part of alpaca last year. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can train these after that, that is, um, that is your, your fault. 
bring that up. I did not see the story. Yeah. Again, again, running around like a chicken with my head cut off this weekend, uh, trying to not get a divorce um, and going to grad parties. I really only watched the events. I did not get to watch a lot of commentary on it. Emma, you'll have to fill us in in the comments. Were were some faster than the others? Was something going on? I I mean, I've heard some commentary with out of West. Some people thought one of the runners was faster. So I'd be curious what John's. I didn't see it either. So if you can fill us in, I'd be curious what was said about the runners. Um, um, a lot of athletes told us that the runners were faster than their gym runners. Yeah. Um, but that is all we heard in person. Um, we did not hear anything about inconsistencies when we were live at events. Um, so I don't know what he was talking about, Emma. So please, please let us know. Uh, it yeah. Seems I, like, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to read that. Yeah. It it's seems only, like the flood should have been an issue turned away in the testing stage. It, it does. You do think that like to, are they not testing it in enough ways as two are two people testing it? Like that's the stuff like things you should catch some of this stuff. Nick also said that Halpin was saying that something was about lane eight um, being different in some way. Um, I will defer to Halpin. I know he does his research. Um, and uh, if he says it, there must be something to it. I saw a post about this and I don't, I don't know if this was talking about Europe. Cause I think the post that I saw was talking about um, West and specific cause all the winners on um, not all, I shouldn't say that a lot of winners out of the snatch run came out of Laney, including Pat Bellner. Um, and so some people said like, did it feel, did that one feel significantly faster? I actually have a comment kind of regarding that on event seven I noticed that lane seven seemed to be predominantly winning um, or top two. So it's like, I kind of wonder if that bike was biking faster. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And Diane says he said lane eight runner was slow to accumulate. I so I, I do see know, that. I do know that they calibrate those. If you ever, watch an event you see the white tape right there's a white tape yep. mark on um on the runner and that is how they calibrate to make sure that it's syncing up with the, the um monitor and so i have been at events where they will pull a runner off the floor and substitute it with another runner because that tape mark is not corresponding to the the monitor so I don't, I wasn't in Berlin, so I can't confirm or deny any of this stuff, but I have been at events where the assault company tracks that as it's going and they will pull a runner off the floor immediately if they see anything that doesn't calibrate. So I would trust them to do what's right. And if it was consistently doing that, it would have been pulled off the floor. Yeah. <clears throat> So, well, on to the men. Really not much, again, through the first three heats. Hernandez was in heat three, had a decent time. Um, and then we get to heat four, Hoffer all alone. 
um, with that great time, beautiful pirouettes. Um, I almost feel like he was like overly calculated in that workout. I would have again like seen him with somebody else to race against because I kind of wonder if he couldn't have pushed the pace more. Um, and then heat five, you had Fabian who was you know try gunning to get up in that spot and he did great. What was he fifth in that event? Yeah. Um, so he had a great, great run at that. Yeah. And turns out he needed every one of those points. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then you get to the last heat. That's where we were curious how that, that newer guy that we didn't know Wazalowski would do. Um, and he, he did okay. Um, the domain, the other guy, not okay. So again, just like the girls, you had two of those kind of unknowns and one was okay. And one was not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the, the top were stayed consistent where they needed to be. Um, uh, I think uh, Bronislav doing getting a 14th was huge for him with mm -hmm. all that gymnastics in there. Um, BKG getting a third was big mm -hmm. for him. Needed that for a comeback. Um, and Yonikowski's shoulder must have been okay. Yeah. Because uh, he took second in that event. Yes. And honestly... I kind of wonder, same with him, I kind of wonder if he couldn't have gone faster with that. I would have loved to seen him and Hoffer in the heat together. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But then um, again, maybe it, it helped them run their own race too. Yeah. And I got, that's the kind of feedback that I got from a lot of the athletes that did well was that they just had to focus on their own paces and couldn't like, couldn't go any faster than than they wanted I am I almost feel like I, like that's what I'm saying with like Sarah I almost feel like that's what maybe got her is trying to move too fast had she just had she just been okay with even just getting to like overhead squats you know it, we maybe would have had a different story like just take an extra minute and and rest and make sure the rep is good um so I don't know so one thing I know about Justin Cotler is he knows his athletes. Two months is not a long time to trust fully coach athlete, in my opinion. I don't know what advice Justin gave her, but I, 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 I'm anxious to talk to Justin maybe this week, maybe next week. We'll find out um, and find out like where he thought she was in that event. And maybe she did go out too hot. That, that'll be a really fun conversation to have with him yeah yeah i'd be curious his thoughts on that so yeah that wraps up uh heat six and that dropped domain down and um never be, never to be seen again yeah too bad that'll give him some give mm -hmm. him and me or something to work on right uh so then let's stick with the men and go to event seven uh okay. since we're we're still there um and I got to give you props. You have been on Yella Hosta all weekend. Um, and the man won his third event. I know. Seven. 
That is yep. like stuff like coming in as a rookie and getting all the big wins. It's going to be interesting to see what, what havoc he wreaks over a week long event. I agree. Yep. It, because- and depending on the programming, whether it's like, you know, if it gets a little bit more gymnasticky at the games, like some people theorize it could, will that line up well for him? I don't know. You know, there's going to be some power output stuff that there just always is, right? And if he wins three events or two events at the games, it's just going to, it's going to mess up the leaderboard. Yeah, I know. It'll be exciting. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see this guy at the games. And, and what's crazy to me is in that last event, him and Heinrich Heipelainen, their toes were scraping the ground. I know. On the toes floor. With that, he still won. And Heinrich took third. Yeah. With that handicap. Yeah. We we've got to find a way to get to to allow taller athletes to compete fairly in this sport. Yeah. Their toes should not be scraping the floor. There was an event that they came out with a like drill and moved the bar. I swear. Um, I didn't it's see doable. It. Yeah. Well, at the games, they had two sets of bars last year yeah. for the bar muscle-ups. If, how hard is it to add an extra piece to the rig to have one set higher than the other? Yeah. Yep, they're going to have yeah. to come up with something. So this was a fun event. Fabian needed to go all out. Mm-hmm. Um, he did so. He did well enough. Uh, we got a 12th, um, and he needed every one of those points to get there. Uh, actually not. He actually did kind of get in by 16 points, but uh, it was fun watching him. And the people that were really going all out at the end, like, um, uh, shoot, you just said his name. Uh, the guy that we thought, uh, Dumaine. Yeah. Like, people tripping over bags, dropping yeah. bags, trying to go all out. Um it was a cluster at the end with people trying to get across that line um, to, uh, to, to get a games ticket. And uh, Fabian just was steady enough to not make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the joy on his face when he, when he finished and got in was I know. awesome. I know. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I. You would think that would be Rogue's priority—not necessary priority, but something on their to-do list. Um, yeah, Corey says for our audio people, um, Rogue can make a quick adjust bar. Just a matter of engineering something that flips around with a pin that pulls out. There's that. If you remember back in the day, they used to have the Dirty South bar mm-hmm. that has like had an extended higher bar and then a low bar right on the same piece of the rig. Yeah. There's got to be a way to figure this out. Agreed. Back to the action. Um, This was a, this turned out to be one of the most fun events to watch throughout all the semifinals, in my opinion. And um, 
just just going all out sprint and who could hold on who decided to pace it a little bit at the beginning moritz feebig doing romanesque things on the first round i was like yeah dude you've seen this before and you decided to go anyway thank god he had like such a big lead in getting a games ticket he had nothing to lose um and it was in front of the hometown crowd right Mm -hmm. i i i get it you want to do something that in front of your hometown crowd that that get and doing 15 cows in 17 seconds gets the crowd on their feet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was also in lane seven. Your, your heat one winner was lane seven. Your heat two winner was lane seven. Your heat four second place. Briant was lane seven. Um, yeah. There was some faster, Faster people out of lane seven. Yeah. And so we had that. Um, he did not hold on. Uh, he ended up finishing fourth, though. Uh, so yeah. not too bad. Um, and then talk about a quiet, awesome weekend. Heinrich Heipelainen. No fanfare. No huge win. Just steady Eddie and finishes the weekend in second place. Mm-hmm. You, you just, and I'm excited to see him at the games. Um, another year under his belt, another year of experience, another year of being consistent. I think that you'll see him take a step up this year at the games. Yeah. <clears throat> because even more impressive for him was the eighth in the gymnastics workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, Corey, we said 15 cows in 17 seconds. Yeah. That is but... what Roman did in week one, and he totally blew up. Um, yeah. Moritz actually held on longer than Roman did uh, in that could event. Could have been the bike. Jamie. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Which one? I, uh, Corey's asking what happened to the Italian firefighter dude. Is that Zanoni? Mm. Um, Zanoni fell off uh, on the last day. I did not oh. see that. Um, Fasa. On event six and the rope climb pulled, pulled I think it was Peck or some bicep maybe. Um, and he walked off the floor. So he was out. Okay. We've talked about him the last two days. Don't need yeah. to talk anymore today. Yeah. Um, so what, what is, so the men are done. Uh, we'll go through who qualified. It was an 11th Fabian Benito, uh, 10th, Michelle Veselowski, I think is how Mads pronounced it. To okay. me, it looks like Wazowski. Yeah. But we'll, we'll say Michelle Veselowski, Bronislaw Olinkowitz, Jorgen Carl Gubinson, David Schrunke, Alda Supanix, Jonakowski, Yella Hosta. And then your podium was Moritz Fiebig in third, Heinrich Heipelainen in second, and Lazar Jukic in first. 
Yeah. Good finish for all this and both of those workouts that jumped him up. Yeah, sixth in event six and fifth in event seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta I gotta give huge kudos because Lazar Jukic won this event going away. He had a great weekend. Not just a good weekend, a great weekend. And I think like it was almost good that he didn't win an event. Like for him to do well at the games, this is the Lazar we need to see. Yeah. Not an up and down Lazar, but a guy who goes third, third. I don't know what he did first. Uh, second, third, third, fifth, twelfth, fourth, and ninth. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's got to help his confidence a little bit. Yeah. Um, anybody else? So I know you're excited to see Yellow Hosta at the games. See what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, any anybody else you're excited to see? Um. I mean, I think I'm excited to see Hapalainen. Other than that. I was excited no. for David Schroenke. He has been up and down in this sport for a while. Gets his first ever games ticket uh, for being at it so long. I was super. Bronislaw, I think, is going to wreak some havoc at the games. <laughs> There's going to be events he's going to crush. <clears throat> um, yeah. And Fabian Benito seems to like have little spurts where he puts together stuff. That's amazing. Uh, so that, I think that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah. And this is his first ticket to the games too. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot was... of rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Bronislaw, this is the first time back since like 13. Whoa. Yeah. Like 10 year absence. And now he's back. I think that's what they said. Uh, BKG, 10 straight years at the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's crazy is nobody had ever done 10 straight qualified. Ben made it 10 straight, but got a wild card on the 10th year. Yeah. Nobody had got qualified 10 years in a row. And this year there's three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Noah, BKG, and his third. New year. Ask me that. I uh, don't. I know. I can't think of the third. On that. All right. So then we want to go to the females. Yep. Um, so we finished the females on event seven. Um, here yeah. is where. Duh. Our boy Cole. Oh, Cole. <laughs> yeah. Your boy, your boy, Cole. <laughs> I, got, I got to tell the audience, though, there's something. So please, nobody steal my identity. But my mother's maiden name is Sager. And I was telling Jamie this when I talked to Cole in Pasadena is that I've talked to Cole a couple times about this. Cole looks just like my cousin and my grandfather. Uh, my mother's maiden name is Sager. And I asked him, was there, did he ever have family back East? And he said he did, and he was going to look into it. Probably didn't because he's got bigger fish to fry than some media guy asking him about his surname or whatever. But anyway, <clears throat> there, my mom is truly under the belief 
that we are related to Cole Sager. Other than Colton, Cole is my mom's favorite. Nobody surpasses Colton in my mom's eye. She was wearing her Colton shirt proudly last weekend. Um, she has Colton stickers on her water bottle. My mom is a Colton freak. But Cole Sager is a close second because she is under the belief that he is related to us. And it's crazy. If I showed I'll, one of these shows, I will bring a picture of my grandfather, put it side by side to Cole, and it is uncanny. You got to get him on and, and delve into this. I know. I do. I really do. So he probably thinks I'm some weird stalker when I bring it up. But my mom makes me ask him every time. Yeah. So, so there it is. So, yeah. So we get to the women. Um, on this event, it was obvious that Sarah was going 100% all in. And she just couldn't hold. Right. But that, had, that was had, my worry. She had no choice at that point. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And then it was a fun event to watch. Um, when we look at the final results, um, most of them, so Laura Horvath won that event going away. Um, she was not going to be beat in that event. Um, and then second was uh, Rebecca Vittison from the heat before. Yeah. And she, right. she needed, no, she didn't really need it. She was. Yes, yeah, she did. She was in th 13th. She was t 10 points or five points out. So yeah, she was five points out. It went, Moya was sitting at 332 um, on the cut line. And then it went Muir at 331 points. And then it was Vittison and, and Caseman were tied at 327 points, five points out. So, I mean, she had, she had to beat those women to even have a shot of getting in. And she did. Look at you taking the snapshots of the leaderboard after each I, event. I, yeah, I don't like when I can't like remember what people were like fighting for. So yeah, I had it all written out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so what I didn't know about her, she's been to the games twice on a team. Yeah. This is her first venison, her first ever invite as an individual. And she was so emotional at the end. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. um, the notes I have on this are, I keep not pulling them up, is that... Uh, Laura crushed seven. Vittison and Vunger did really well on this last event. Um, and they needed to. Mm -hmm. um, and that Dahlstrom had to try to come back from a, a bad event six. And seven, just she didn't have enough left uh, to make the move. Yep. You have anything in this one? No. Um even if that Muir would have been in like still kind of in it, this was not a great event for her. She was pretty, she was slow at her total bar. She was 25th on this event. Um, Moya was on that cut line and 
just, I don't know, 18th, 440. Um, he, five was pretty, had some pretty fast times in there. I mean, you had Silbert and Caseman getting eighth and 10th. Um, Turi did what she needed. Or was Turi? Well, Turi had a decent finish there, but. Wasn't enough. Was not enough. Yeah, you had a couple people there that just couldn't. Couldn't do Hannah, enough on final day. Hannah Moya was in and she went nuts at the beginning of that and couldn't hold on. Right. Probably went out way too fast. Yeah. Um, so when we look who made it into the games, uh, Jacqueline Dahlstrom was first one out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, she's been a friend of the show for years. Uh, so, and that's the tough part of doing what we do. You, you become friends with these people. And it's really hard to see them not make it. Right. Um, but I'm sure she will be back better than ever next year. Um, then you had Rebecca Vittison, first one in, um, or last one in, and she finished with 429 points. Emma McQuaid, solid weekend, had to come back from a rough month or rough Friday, uh, but then hit it out of the park the last couple of days enough to get into the into the mix. And then Elisa Fuliano took ninth. Ella Vunger took eighth. Mano Anganese took seventh. Matilde Garnes took sixth. Karen Freyova fifth. Emma Tall fourth. And in your podium was Laura Horvat third. Annie Thor's daughter second. And Gabby Magawa with the win. So what do you think that does for Gabby Magawa's confidence going into the games? Yeah, it's got to... To be to beat both Annie and Laura, you've got to be thinking. I mean, that's just got to amp you up. You're doing something right, right? And some of her holes that we've seen in the past, she got through this weekend and still won. Mm -hmm. uh, so definite improvement. Um, all after leaving uh, the training program. Training. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're in Mallorca. Um, then you have Annie Thorstar going to her 12th individual CrossFit games. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and then Laura Horvat. I think third is just going to make her hungrier for the next two months. Um, but again, it's, she started off, it was a bad sled, right? Like, 23rd in the sled. Yeah. And to me, that sled just was not a good test. Uh, yeah. Because other than that, it was fourth, fourth, second, 18th in workout five. Um, and then first, first. So you take away that sled that just was not consistent for anybody. And she probably wins this thing. I don't know if hers was the sled though. I, I want to, if I, I need to go back and look at it. I think her run split was like a minute 30 or two minutes slower than the top girls. So I just don't think she ran hard. Okay. And she's known as a really good runner. Like she's, that's how she kind of yeah. made her name in, in the early, when she, her first second place finish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, was she, in, was she in lane eight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, who are you excited to see at the games? And the rest um, of probably, probably Karen Freyova. Year two, one year under her belt, do better this year. Yeah. I, I agree. I think she'll make a huge jump. I think Mano Anganese is going to wreak some havoc. She's never been to the games. I think that um, she was one of the people that got ousted last year because her submission was late and they had the daylight savings issue. Yep. Right. Where there was an hour switch in time and CrossFit said too bad. So sad. Yep. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun. I think Matilde Garnis has made huge leaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year she was top 20. It's going to be interesting to see what she does this year. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, the entry for Heat 6 for the men and women was awesome. They did a good job with that. That was how I was going to finish up. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I... Like, but like Torian was run so well, so lively and exciting. They had the flamethrowers and then here that they have the, I don't light, know, light. black light. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Just With all the like, you know, rave party. Yeah. When they came out. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, East and West need to get with it. North America needs to get on and make a little bit more exciting event. I said before all of these started that this year CrossFit needed to take advantage of people coming back to the semis and make it a rock show. Yeah. Torian did it. Berlin did it. And North America fell short. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no party atmosphere at East and West, no extra accoutrement to the overall experience for the fans and that was a huge, huge miss. Yep. One light bank with crazy lights going off as, as you introduce, and the way they got introduced, right? Like out from the curtain, just like it was yeah. across the games. Like that was freaking awesome. It was awesome. They Even if they just would have announced each person out onto the floor one at a time in North America, it would have been better than what we got. Yep. That was a huge, huge miss. And I don't, you know, we were indoors, so you're not going to get the flamethrowers, maybe. Um, You know, I don't know what licensing you need or permissions to be able to set off flamethrowers in the middle of a building. Um, But so I get that aspect. But one light bank with DJ lights that are going nuts as you enter the floor cannot be that big of a deal. Yeah. And the lighting sucked in North America anyway. They probably could have used some extra lights. Yeah. Yep. I mean, priorities, I would say getting the right pull-up bar height, and then let's step up the atmosphere game. Yeah, because you are entertainment, right? If you want this sport to grow, you have to become entertaining. It's more than just what's happening on the floor. It's adding that those accessories and those extra pieces. So the crowd even gets more hyped and Pasadena was rocking in there. Can you imagine 
if you put on like a rock show around it, how loud that place would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were singing along doing the wave. Like it was, it was, they, they were hungry for that. Yeah. And just, I'm saying nothing against the crowd in Pasadena. It was awesome. But if you just stepped it up one notch, it would have been off the hook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's something they, and you're right, Corey, lighting rigs aren't super expensive to rent for a weekend. Um, it's a small price to pay to add to what's going on on the field. <laughs> Ken says, what's cheaper, lighting rigs or streaming the whole competition? <laughs> oh, boy. I was kind of thinking about that. First of all, I want to... I was thinking about that today um, about Orlando. Orlando lost out because of the two floor system. Yeah. I think they didn't get the experience we got in Pasadena because, but, but good on CrossFit for making the change to a one floor system in Pasadena because it changed the way the crowd reacted to everything. You didn't have to get up from your seat, move from this location and move over to this location for the next event. Then if you're on the one floor system, it shouldn't have cost you any more to stream those other two events because the cameras are already set up on the floor for that one floor system. I don't know why they didn't make the change at that point. The only thing I could think of is the announcers were under contract for a certain thing and they would have had to add to their contract to call two more events or three more events. But if, if Chase and Adrian are doing it for free with their podcast, I am sure someone would have jumped in the booth and done whatever they needed to do to get those last three on. Or let the podcast run it with the cameras that are already set up. Right. Uh, good yep. point, Watson. Uh, good for them for noticing, but also bad on them for not noticing in the planning stages. Yeah. I, Corey says, I'm seriously wondering what the budget looks like where they decide to cut out streaming for two events. The people want to see all the events. I, part of me wonders if it wasn't their way of pushing people to the venue. Like you gotta, you gotta come in person if you want to see it all. I don't know. I don't know what, what, what was behind it. Pasadena was sold out. You're yeah. not getting any more people in the in the building, so that that excuse falls short, mm-hmm. right? In the NFL, they remove blackout restrictions if the place sells out because you can't sell any more tickets, so you can watch it in your local area now. Right, right. That's the way sports works. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes I wonder if the powers that be at CrossFit don't watch other sports. Right. Yeah. Because some of these like simple fixes or the way things are done don't seem to correlate to what's going on. Um, that they could, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, yeah, totally. It's been a long three weeks and I don't want to be, I don't want to be all negative because 
we need to remember that last year, the attendance at, at the semifinals were not great. Mm-hmm. That changed dramatically this year. That is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, and is, and should be telling CrossFit that we've got some momentum moving in that direction. Let's ride that wave and next year do better. Yep. Yep. So Andrew Sten says, I can understand not showing in the event one. It wasn't exciting to watch, but people still want to watch. But we know how well CrossFit takes suggestions. I have found that that lately they they are listening. Um, it they just can't act quick. It's it's not a speedboat. It's a major cruise ship that needs to. It can't pivot on a dime. But with this, if the cameras are set up, and they don't have announcers for the first three heats of events anyway, run event one with no announcers. Yeah. And we'll just listen to the people, the floor announcers. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Yep. That's a great point too, Nick. Uh, stop playing your own ads. Stream everything. Sell commercial space on the stream. Let RX Smart Gear run a commercial. Couple grand. Let podcasts, brands, etc. buy airtime. It's... Even the NFL runs their own ads during a game, but they don't take up all the ad space, right? So sell off some of it. How how long did we sit with just dead air with the uh, top angle shot at the floor waiting for the next heat to come out? Yeah. Yep. Let... How about this? Let CrossFit licensed events announce some events that they have coming out. You know, talk about some, some community, some community driven efforts, like, like a PSA on an NFL game, right? We let the community have some airtime to promote some of the events that are going on. And then you sell to RX Mark here. You sell to Wad Zombie Trading Card Company to go buy you're the new Ariel Lowen card. Right? Mm-hmm. Bruce, those are partnership run ads. Those are not commercials. Yeah. You can, those are people who are sponsoring the event at the arena. And part of their deal is that they get to run an ad. But you could sell in addition to that. Paper Street Coffee should be able to buy an ad and not be a partner sponsored company at the event. <laughs> yep. Corey said, for Christ's sake, in 18, they showed the entire marathon row. Yeah, and that is about as boring as it gets. I loved it. <laughs> I really did. I, I well, sat there. I watched the whole thing. I what? loved it. What accessory did they have in that event that would help the entire sport be more fun to watch? The screen, the screen with the boats. So you could, yeah. I, oh, I know they needed, they need to implement something like that. I know they tried to do it with the skier and the, at the games last year for the swim ski, they had that a similar screen, but I don't think it was a, as effective. Um, yeah. 
They've got to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that. Instead of doing doing the broadcast yourself, you actually have someone like CBS do the whole damn thing, own mm-hmm. the rights to it, to run replays whenever they want to. And they just stream it live on their platform instead of you worrying about it on your platform. And then yeah. CBS sure as hell sells some commercials. Yeah. You know that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're to grow this sport you can't be a little club anymore. You've got to bring out third party to to do it to do it right. Absolutely. And I bet you CBS does not restrict their ad sales to just the people who are partnering with CrossFit you would have Dodge Ram, you would have McDonald's, you'd have everything running on that uh, so that they could make money. So um, any other overarching last thoughts as we finish semifinals from all of the semis? No. Your first year in the media forum. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was good. It It's definitely different. Um, it's nice to be able to talk to the athletes and kind of get some immediate feedback. Um, yeah, it's different. Well, I, I was hoping you'd say, I loved it. I, I do love it. It's kind of nerve wracking. It's a lot of work. And I would love to be on the floor rather than covering it. If I'm 100% honest. Um, I actually think I've always said this. I think spectating is harder than competing. Um, Oh, I just standing there is, but yeah, I would rather be on the floor, but it's, it is cool to watch and, and see the athletes suffer and strategy and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's different. I enjoy it. So next year, maybe you get the best of both. Yeah. On the floor and you finish the week as an analyst. Yeah. So that, that's your goal for next year, correct? Absolutely. And we need to get you there. Uh Uh-huh. And we're going to do everything in our power for that to happen. Yeah. So I didn't. um, Go ahead. So I was going to one thing that I missed, it's fun watching it with you beside me live because we can talk as everything's kind of going on. Yeah. It, this was a little bit different this week because we didn't talk. We didn't text until we got on the air. Uh, yeah. And so that was a little bit different. It, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that is different. And I'm just sort of sitting in my own thoughts that Aaron wasn't even watching at the same time as me for part of it. Cause usually I'll talk with him and be like, Oh, that's ridiculous. Terrible call. Um, but I just sort of was like watching, taking notes. Um, it was different for sure. Well, you like in the, you're, you're so open that as we're watching, you're like, Oh, they're going to blow up or they went out too hot, blah, blah, blah. Or, Ooh, that's a perfect pace. They're going to come back and win. Like, and 
hearing that as it's going on is very different than my wife going, how do you pronounce that name? How, what is, what is, who is that? Where are they from? Like my wife could care less who wins and loses. She just is like observing all the stuff going on around it. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I have on my notes, I have too hot written like three times. <laughs> they went out too hot. <laughs> Uh, Kenneth said, no awkward hotel chairs or robot belts this weekend. <laughs> that Well, we don't know there were no robot belts. You cannot see Jamie from the her lower torso to know she may have it on right now. I need it on. I will be putting it on. Um, I didn't get training in yesterday, so I like doubled down today. And shout out to Corey. He had sent a workout that I was like, oh, I'm doing that. So I did a 30-minute AMRAP of... 200 meter run plus Nate. And it was, it was good. Remind it. us what Nate is. Nate is two ring muscle ups, four handstand push ups, eight kettlebell swings, 70 for the men, 53 for the ladies. All right. It was good. Ring muscle ups felt great today. Um, and I love handstand push ups. So. Well, I did my Murph yesterday, so I did not. Did not. Today was rest day. Are you feeling? Are you feeling okay today? Um, hamstrings are sore um, from the squats, uh, but other than that, a little bit in the shoulder from the push-ups. But I, I, my garage doesn't have a pull-up bar, so it was ring rows, um, ring rows, push-ups, and air squats, and then bike. I biked 100 calories front end, back end. Whew. Yeah. Uh, first 100 calories went way better than the last 100 calories. Well, yeah. That's how the runs go, too. <laughs> Corey, uh, so, yeah, Corey said it was fun, fun when I did it. Jamie probably did it as a legit AMRAP. I turned it into an every three minute on the minute. So Corey, I got 16 rounds um, and I had to like 20 seconds left, but I wasn't going to go run. So Kenneth says hundred cows, I'd rather run. Uh, Kenneth, the goal is for me to run that by next year for sure. Um, but I have been running and I was feeling some stuff in my Achilles and my lower back from running. So I, there's no way I could have. Uh, run the mile this year, but that is the goal for next year for sure. And Corey says, holy smokes, 16 rounds. Yeah. 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 I actually felt like it was pretty paced, but um, I don't know. You know, that's the stuff. That's the stuff where like, I, I need other at like someone else's score to figure it out like was it good i don't know or a coach or a coach yeah mm -hmm. i need some feedback and we we need to get that set up soon yeah so um one last little uh <laughs> i've kind of said i've said it from day one Jamie is by far the fittest in the comments. Well, she's not in Thanks, the comments Ken. anymore. She's on the screen. 
Um, one housekeeping item. If you saw the shirts we wore at semifinals, I've had a few people reach out to me to order on our next order. Um, once I know how many I'm ordering, I'll be able to get a price on that. I won't know until I know if you've ever ordered t-shirts, the price lowers per shirt, the more you order. So once I know that number, I'll be able to have a price. Um, but if you're interested, shoot me a DM. Um, we are selling the shirts uh, that we wore at semifinals. We'll be wearing those at the game as, games as well. Um, so yeah, just reach out in my DMs. Uh, if you have already reached out to me, I have those written down. Um, so uh, T. Kane, Elise, for sure yours are down. And anybody else who's reached out to me, I've gotten those uh, written down already and ready for the next order. Awesome. And it's not even close, Ken. I see what she does and how she moves, and I feel like a child. So I'm going to leave with this last story. Jamie and I worked out on an FU Up Friday um, at CrossFit Resistance in Pasadena. Uh, Jamie looked at me and said, this is a lot of volume. I'm going to stop at round six because I don't want to be wrecked the rest of the day. What, what was your score that day, Miss Latimer? Almost nine. <laughs> so she said, F6, we're going for nine. Well, six, I would have been done like, it was just, yeah, I don't know. It's it just too much time on the clock. I just had to sort of keep moving. The funny thing is like, you came in like all bundled up, like you were cold because it was cold in Pasadena. A very unassuming People were like not thinking twice. Um, there were coaches there of athletes that were competing in Pasadena. Then Jamie goes down to the sports bra, the booty shorts, and then rips through this thing. And they're just like jaw on the floor. Yeah. yeah. I like to do that. I like to wear like my long sleeves and pants and then, and people don't know that I'm fit. <laughs> yep. And very unassuming. And then the workout comes and you're blowing everybody away. That was fun to watch. No, the other guy, he beat me. He did great. Okay. If you say <laughs> so. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, last thing is I've reached out to the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Championships. They are on board uh, for highlighting their event next weekend. We are going to uh, have them on Thursday night. We may have to pre-record if things go bad in the build-out during the week. And we'll just run that interview while we're, you and I are talking Thursday night. Okay. Uh, but they're hoping to do it live with us Thursday night. Okay. Then we'll do um, a live look-in on Saturday and maybe, maybe get some winners' reactions immediately coming off the floor as opposed to waiting till Sunday. Okay. Okay. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll do that next weekend. And that'll kind of be our first community event spotlight. And we're hoping to do that periodically, maybe every week. We'll see how it goes um, going forward. Um, but Thursday nights will be an all CrossFit show unless you guys take us off the rails or Jamie and I just want to catch up. 
Is Bruce going? Did we... Bruce, like, reach out to DM me, Bruce. We'll talk. If you're going to the event, um, I'll make sure that you get in and um, and we'll do like live look-ins. Take some headphones so that we can talk to you and get your feedback as to what's going on in the event. Um, I know Cheryl will be there for sure. I've talked with her. So if we have two cameras at minimum and maybe they'll help us out with some others. Um, yeah, Corey, you guys don't even know where the rails are. Whoop. There we go. Don't even know what the rails are. Yep. So Bruce, DM me. If you are going to ACC, we will make sure you get in and you can be a part of that show next weekend. Um, but yeah, we're super stoked to try this. It's our first run. Uh, it'll probably not go as we planned because that's how everything happens on your first run. But we're going to have fun trying. Um, and I can't wait to talk to the event organizers um, on Thursday night. So with that, we will let you all go. If you're interested in the shirt, no pressure, but reach out. Um, and I will make sure to get you on the list. All right. Um, when is my autographed Merton shirt going to get framed? So I'm trying to put together pictures to go in the frame with the shirt. Um, so I've got to get those printed, uh, before I hang it. Um, and I've also got an aerial shirt that I need to get up as well. Um, and a couple others. Uh, so I'm working on all of that and then those will go up, but yeah, the muscle hamster shirt is soon to be on the wall. And Corey, we love y'all too. So with that, we will see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.